Welcome to the Ask JP podcast. This is our series on criminal justice reform. In order to make the videos a bit shorter, and they're very lengthy to begin with, I decided to take a separate moment to kind of intro the series so that you didn't have to hear a lengthy exposition before each and every podcast in this 14-part series. It's been about three years since my last podcast, and well, I'm sorry. My last few years in the legislature were pretty busy, and my one year as a non-politician, well, it was 2020. 2020 in itself is kind of become shorthand for best laid plans torn asunder for better or worse. We intended to relaunch Ask JP in March, the traditional format in an actual podcast studio, but COVID pretty much ended that dream. Uh, my podcast studio, I'm sure you've seen photos on Instagram, is at my, my primary place where I work. It is very small, small studio, and it just really wasn't safe for people to come in and, and actually do a podcast. The issue of criminal justice reform was a cornerstone of my time as a senator, and it remains near and dear to my heart. In the wake of the murders of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, I chose to take a step back, really, in the local and national dialogue and let new voices be heard. Uh, because although I'm only 42 years old, by legislative standards, I'm kind of an elder statesman of the cause. And I think this cause as a whole is best suited by having new voices join the older ones, because that is what will sustain and continue to make this movement go forward. However, I began to notice that despite national attention to change and reform in regards to criminal justice reform, there was little to no coverage of criminal court judge races and the real tremendous opportunity with this such huge turnover at Tulane and Broad. Furthermore, there was absolutely no effort by any media outlet provide substantial coverage of the district attorney's race. The position of district attorney has an opportunity to lead for tremendous lasting reform for our community. Other than the TMZ-like coverage that we've all seen between the incumbent and one of the candidates to replace him, no one seemed to cover the stances of the candidates on any substantial issues that voters actually care about in this cycle. Seeing this, I considered my options and decided to move forward with reviving Ask JP in a non-traditional format, pretty prematurely interviewing candidates over Zoom. Interviewing candidates over Zoom has been a rough learning experience. As you'll notice in the videos, the quality tremendously improves both of my ability as an interviewer and technologically speaking, as the series progresses, please bear with the learning curve. Despite the fact that I am doing this mostly myself, um, these candidates really gave me their time and their attention to try and really address the issues of the day. And I really am grateful that they were able to, to, to provide time and answer questions. All candidates for criminal court judge and district attorney were invited to come on the podcast. Despite that, only about 10 judicial candidates responded, but all of the district attorney candidates responded. 
all candidates were asked the exact same questions. This differs pretty substantially from how Ask JP typically works, but it was the only way to maintain fairness and impartiality when interviewing a variety of candidates in this kind of difficult format. I'm extremely grateful to all the candidates who responded. Their transparency and forthrightness was really refreshing. Honestly, I came away from this experience feeling pretty good about the future with all these candidates involved because they all want to improve criminal court in their own way. We have a real fundamental opportunity to change the lives of black and brown people in New Orleans by taking control back of our criminal justice system. James Baldwin said in Fire Next Time, which is a fantastic book, really CJR BLM has really introduced a lot of people to great African-American black thinkers like James Joyce. But he said in The Fire Next Time, I know that what I'm asking is impossible, but in our time, as in every time, the impossible is the least that one can demand. And one is, after all, emboldened by the spectacle of human history in general and American Negro history in particular, for it testifies to nothing less than the perpetual achievement of the impossible. Think about that for a second. In a relatively short term in modern history, our forefathers started as kidnapped slaves from the African continent. They were brought to a country against their will, made to work in the fields, and made to be property for a pretty substantial period of time. If you look at the course of African-American history in America, it's about people in the moment demanding what at the time seemed impossible and making that happen. When you look at the fact that New Orleans is an African-American city, it has always been an African-American city. And when you look at the history of the criminal justice system in the city, and you look at the tyranny of the minority over the majority, take a second and think about that. Despite the gains that happened throughout history, the, the brief period, the ups and downs of voter rights with African-Americans, we have been in a position in the city where, despite the fact that we are the majority, the justice system really works on us, not for us. Together, we ended 130 years of injustice, the last stand of Jim Crow, the horrific practice of allowing non-unanimous juries created by a racist state government to lock up our fellow, fellow Louisianians, black and brown, because the system that was created after Reconstruction, wanted their bodies, their lives, and their labor to perpetuate slavery. If you look at the history of criminal justice in New Orleans, the state of Louisiana led the nation in incarceration. America led the world in incarceration, and New Orleans led the state in incarceration. That makes New Orleans the incarceration capital of the world. Looking at that non-unanimous jury uh, amendment, we achieved the impossible, like Baldwin said, by getting two-thirds of the state 
to agree to this momentous change when African-Americans only make up one-third of the state. It's time to bring this momentum, the drive that we all felt in that moment, and that desire for change to bear on the broken system will continues to break our community at Tulane and Broad. Please pay attention to what candidates say. Please hold them at their words. I know this is a lengthy series. I know that visual and audio quality will go up and down. But if you have the time, please watch these videos and make informed decisions on who you're going to vote for because this was a very technically difficult but profound labor of love on my behalf for the people of my city so that they can be able to make their own decisions about who they want to support. Now, as far as the future of Ask JP, we'll be returning to a more traditional interview format after the series. For the most part, we'll go back to tackling the issues that interest you with guests that I will have in front of you from all walks of life. In regards to these interviews in general, we're going to have them both in a video or audio format, video for the first time ever. The video will be carried on the Ask JP YouTube channel, as well as hosted on the Ask JP website at www.askjp.studio. The audio will be available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Deezer, and a variety of other formats. Audio is also available for streaming, once again at the Ask JP website at www.askjp.studio. Thank you so much for your attention. I know this video and this audio is fairly lengthy, but it's this way because as you go into these interviews, I don't do any of this. We go straight from a brief intro of the person right to the questions. Um, some of these interviews are fairly lengthy. Some of them are fairly short. It was all really determined by how much the candidate wanted to talk. But I really would encourage you if you have the time, because this issue is so important, to the people of our city and the future of our city, the future for our children, our grandchildren, our friends, our families, our nieces and nephews, our cousins, whomever, what we do over this next month will determine the future of the city for criminal justice for six years. Six years. Because that is how often we get to vote on DA and criminal judges. So take the time, take the effort, Really listen, if you can, to what these people have to say, because it is more than likely, especially if you're black and brown, either one of these people will have your life in their hands or they will have in their hands the life of one of your loved ones. Thank you once again. I look forward to visiting with all of you virtually six to 12 feet apart in the future. And I look forward to bringing you more Ask JP episodes with a variety of different topics and really getting back in the swing of things. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening.